Hi, and welcome to the Medicine for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lynn Stiff. I'm a dietitian turned physician passionate about empowering people to use their lifestyle as medicine. Many of the chronic diseases and cancers that affect our world can be prevented. I'm on a mission to provide you with evidence-based tools and education so you can implement realistic and sustainable changes into your life to combat disease, reach your health goals, and lead your best life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's begin this journey together. Hello, my loyal listeners, and welcome to the next episode of the Medicine for Life podcast. This is Dr. Lynn Stiff, and I am excited to join you with a piggyback episode from last week's topic on intuitive eating. Today, we are talking about mindful eating, which is different but similar to intuitive eating. And there's a a pretty wide spectrum and depth to mindful eating, and I will just be touching on uh, the surface of that. While I have quite a bit of experience with mindful eating, I am not uh, certified in mindful eating. There are a few certifications out there that do require a few years of uh, clinical experience, um, really diving into uh, mindfulness-based practice and using this with uh, patients or clients, depending on the setting um, and profession of the individual obtaining this certification. So I'm going to touch just on the basics today and hopefully give you a taste for mindful eating, no pun intended intended and um, hopefully get you inspired to start to truly love food. You know, I had a patient encounter not too long ago that was kind of uh, surprising to me where we were talking about this concept of intuitive and mindful eating and the individual initially at the beginning of the session told me how much she loves eating and that she just loves food. No reservations, like hands down food is amazing. I love everything about it. And, um, you know, I just love eating and the act of eating. And then later in the conversation, she mentioned, we, you know, talking about mindful eating and slowing down, having a meal take 15 to 20 minutes at least um, so that you can actually taste your food. And she says, oh gosh, I don't think a meal's ever taken me more than five minutes. And I thought, if you love food, wouldn't you love to taste it? You know, and I said to her, that's interesting because she was kind of resistant saying that there's no way she could eat that slowly. And I said, well, if you truly love food, then you should love the experience of eating. You know, you should love, you know, tasting those flavors and feeling the texture and just embracing the act of eating. That's all part of loving food. And she thought, you know, I never thought of it that way. I just thought that I love how food tastes. And so I kind of inhale it. And then I am never satisfied at the end, which is exactly what we're going to touch on today because mindful eating is really focused on the experience of eating. So with mindful eating, we are going to drop into our bodies and sense what it is that we want from this food, what we're getting from this food. We're going to pay attention to the environment around us while we're eating, the thoughts we have while we're eating. And then probably most importantly to all of us, the uh, the taste of the food, the texture, and just the experience of eating. So this is a lot of stuff to pay attention to while you're eating. So you can imagine how this is not routine in our culture. So typically meals in, in the United States, which is where I am, uh, happen pretty quickly. It's typically sandwiched between multiple tasks during the day. We'll just talk about lunch, for example. You know, we we eat as quickly as we can, typically at our desk while checking emails or doing work, and we're or we're around other people and 
having some conversation to kind of just get away from work, but we're often not actually present with our food or paying attention to any of the other components of the meal. Last week, we talked about intuitive eating, which was eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're full, really honoring our body's hunger and satiety cues, and stopping the shame spiral that happens around us consuming food. So mindful eating is going to happen after we've decided it is time to eat now. And we're really going to drop into our bodies to be present the entire time. So to do this, I typically recommend people do not eat with others initially when they're trying to specifically focus on mindful eating. So this might be one meal a day. And I want you, before you start, to know how much time you typically take at that meal. So if you usually eat lunch in seven minutes, let's say you pay attention all week, it's usually somewhere between six and eight minutes. We'll just average it at seven and say that's how quickly you eat and that you're typically at your desk doing work. So the next week, I would want you to find double that time. So if you normally do seven minutes, double it and do you know, 15, 14, somewhere in there minutes. Set a timer, turn off all distractions, I guess if you want some gentle music in the background, that would be totally okay, but uh, nothing that you're actively doing. And you are going to take the entire time to consume your meal. And you will do this every day for a week. And I would like you to journal about what this experience is like, because often it will be surprised to see that what we thought at the beginning of the week uh, totally is different than at the end. And maybe the first day you do this, you can you finish your meal in 10 minutes and you realize, oh my gosh, I still have to somehow get four more minutes in this and it's going to take a little longer than I expected. Um, but at the end of the week, you're probably at a point where you've paced yourself enough that you can take the extra time. And ideally, our meals would actually be taking 20 to 30 minutes, not just 10 minutes or 15. Um, but that's a, a big jump if you typically eat lunch in eight minutes. So I usually recommend the first time you're doing this, just double your time. And then your end goal would be to get towards like 20 to 30 minutes for a meal. If you live in a, or have a job or have a life where you're able to prioritize an hour, that would be like the ultimate, but uh, that's not typical for people that that I'm aware of. And so I'm going to talk about something more realistic, which would be 30 minutes. And so what you're going to do is you're going to sit down quietly settle into your body, make sure that your environment around you is comfortable. The lighting is nice. Maybe there is some nice music in the background or some ambient air from outside or noises from outside, birds chirping or wind blowing in the trees and temperatures comfortable. And you have this meal in front of you that you're looking forward to eating. And you first want to sit and drop into your body and think about the expectations you have for this meal, what you think it will taste like, how you think it will feel to eat it, what kind of experience you think this will be. And then as you start eating, pay attention to all the details. I think the easiest is to think of the five senses. So first, sight. What does this meal look like? How big is the piece I'm cutting? Uh, What are the different, like the appearance of the different items in it? Then you're going to, before you put it in your mouth, you're going to smell the food. What aroma is there? Can you pick out any specific ingredients that you put into this dish um, or whoever prepared it put into the dish? Um, So yeah, how does it smell and how does that affect your body? We have this uh, innate reaction that happens where if we smell something we anticipate will be good, we salivate. 
I don't know if any of you have noticed this happens to you, but I definitely have certain foods that the thought of eating something, I start salivating. <laughs> um, and so, and I've now that I've been doing more mindful eating, I notice it much more often. But is that happening to you? And just pay attention to what that smell does to your anticipation. The next is touch. So this will be you put the food in your mouth and you start chewing. What does the mouth feel? Is it smooth? Is it crunchy? Is it smooth and crunchy? Does it have uh, something that's tough or is it very soft and easy to chew? Um, just pay attention to the amount of chewing that is necessary for it and the textures you feel both in your mouth and on your tongue. And in doing this, we'll actually chew more so that we're slowing down the eating process and better digesting our food. So this has multiple benefits aside from just this exercise. Then after touch is taste. So as you're paying attention to this texture, what flavors are you noticing? Um, you know, what was the initial flavor and then does it change? I'm not sure how many of you have had foods that like spicy mango will say, I love spicy mango. And the initial taste is so sweet. And then there's this lingering spice that tingles and the flavor lingers even after you swallow the, the chili mango. So pay attention to how the flavors change and mingle and interact with those textures. And then the fifth would be sound. So this is not so much the food you're eating. I mean, you could pay attention to how crunchy and loud you're chewing, um, but this is more just around you. So this is just being present in the moment. So remember at the beginning, I suggested some soft music or some ambient noise from outside, um, something that uh, just is relaxing and calming. And then pay attention to what it is you're hearing in that moment and how it's influencing your experience. You might realize there is a lot of background noise for people talking in your office that makes it a little bit disruptive. What can you do to try to offset that so you can be present with your meal and really enjoy it? And so all of these things influence our experience of eating. I know that this can sound a little bit, you know, woo-woo to be going into all this detail about food and being so mindful of it, but the real focus is being present with our food because it's when we're numbed and unpresent that we get sucked into these shame spirals of diet culture. So it's when we are just inhaling the food, like the woman I explained at the beginning, just inhaling it because it tastes so good. And if you were watching me on video, I'm doing air quotes. It just tastes so good. I just have to do it. But we're not actually tasting it. And we're really just driven by this, again, primitive drive to consume foods with different flavors and different components like fat and salt and sugar. And so when we're mindfully eating, we're aware of how the food actually affects us. And you'll continue this experience through these five senses throughout your meal. And during the actual meal, maybe every five minutes, setting a timer to chime to have you check in with your body and see how you're feeling. This is where intuitive and mindful eating bridge because this being present slows down your eating and allows you to assess your hunger and satiety as well. And then also, what is this food doing for you more than just satisfying your hunger or satiety, but how is it helping your, uh, you know, emotionally and how do you, do you feel energized from it? Do you feel kind of lethargic and heavy from it? Just what is this food doing to you? So being present throughout the meal to assess that. And then at the end, assessing how the meal went, how this experience was and how you feel at the end of the meal. Oftentimes, if we're going to apply this concept to the most difficult time day this is the nighttime snacking and eating that I've talked about before and this is when it's 8 p.m 
you have a habit of a snack, you don't need the snack, your hunger satiety is really like a seven or an eight, and you eat anyway because you think, well, I just want ice cream. I've been craving it all day. I really just want ice cream. (laughs) And so I'm just going to have it because I want it, and I'm going to honor the fact that I want this thing. And so I'm not saying that you can't do that. It's just like the cake example in the last one. What I'm saying is we really need to be in tune with how this decision is going to impact us because we have to remind ourselves we can have ice cream tomorrow. We don't have to have it today. Or if this is earlier in the day, we can have ice cream in four hours when we're hungry instead of right now when we're stuffed. And so what I would encourage is in this moment when you're thinking I'm going to have ice cream because I want it and I'm craving it. Scoop yourself a bowl and be mindful the entire time. This is hard because the easy thing to do is to numb. It is to go through the the automatic motions of this habit because likely this is not something you've never done before. So we're going to say it's 8 p.m. You're wanting ice cream. You're going to have it. You go to the freezer. You decide you're going to you know scoop out some ice cream, put a ton of toppings on it, and just sit down in front of Netflix and just eat the ice cream. And... The default mode is to do this and not actually taste the ice cream. Maybe the first two steps you'll taste, but you'll be eating so fast and you will be completely distracted by Netflix that you'll consume three servings of ice cream and become stuffed because remember you were already at an eight. So now you're at a nine and a half probably. You'll feel stuffed. You'll feel guilty. And at the end, you'll be like, oh, I want more. I don't feel satisfied. That was, it was good, but I want, and I want more. Either it was good and I need more, or it was good, but it went too fast and I'm going to have more. And so then you just go and get more. And then that second bowl does not taste nearly as good as the first. And then we finish and we're at a 10. Our stomach is stuffed. We're guilty. We feel horrible about what we've done. We think of all the things we're going to do better tomorrow. Um, and we just beat ourselves up, which just creates a really negative cycle that drives so many of the behaviors that I see people who are struggling with reclaiming their weight and their health. And so uh, what I would suggest is being mindful during this moment. So it's 8 p.m. You decide you're going to have the ice cream. Okay, I'm eating this ice cream, but I am not eating it in front of Netflix because if I can make this ice cream bowl last 10 minutes, which come on, ice cream is going to melt after 10 minutes anyway. I'm going to make this last 10 minutes and then I'll watch Netflix after. But I want to enjoy every bite of this. So you're going to go and you're going to scoop that ice cream in the bowl and you're going to pay attention to how much you're putting in the bowl. And you're thinking, I am already at a seven or an eight. I'm kind of full. Maybe I don't need three scoops. Maybe one or two is okay. And then you start putting the toppings on and you think, well, I guess if I sprinkle them around more, I actually don't need as much and I might be less likely to be over full. Let me just see how that is. And you're mindful of what you're doing every step of the way. Then you sit down in a comfortable location and maybe put that music on again and you have a nice lighting and you eat the ice cream one bite at a time, mindfully, all five steps, and you enjoy every bite. And in the process, you're checking in with yourself. How hungry am I? Is this meeting my needs? How satisfied am I? You might find that halfway through the bowl, you're satisfied and you're full. And you decide, I hate being a food waster, but (laughs) I don't need this. So you're going to either put it back in the freezer for another time or you're just throwing it away. But you realize, I don't need to eat this. The ice cream does not control me. I control me. I know what I need 
And I am empowered to listen to that. And the moment you do this, I cannot begin to describe the feeling of joy and strength and power that you finally will feel. Because you'll, you will realize this cycle that you have been stuck in for so long doesn't need to be that way. You'll realize that this is something you can control and you can enjoy it. I'm not talking about diet control where you're restricting calories and you're getting power out of restricting the food you're eating. That is an unhealthy mechanism that I would never promote. I'm talking about the power of you, that you can trust your body, that you can honor your hunger, your your fullness, and you can honor your cravings and emotional needs. And this is just the beginning because once you start doing this here, you start to realize that you have power in other areas of your life that you thought were just automatic, that were defaults. Because we all think that these cravings are defaults and the late night snacking is defaults and we have no control. But I'm telling you today that you can have complete control in a very healthy way, the natural way. Um, You know, this is us trusting our bodies. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. If there wasn't a you know multi-billion dollar diet industry out there, this probably, oh, sorry, multi-billion diet industry and fast food industry. <laughs> um, if those didn't exist, this is probably how most of us would eat. But there are people making a lot of money and making you think that you have to have something, that that something is going to give you all of those feelings that you want to take care of, the loneliness, the sadness, the inadequacy, that food is going to make it better, or that this diet is going to fix it. Because on one hand, they're telling you, just eat it all. And then on the other hand, they're telling you, you're too fat, you need to go on a diet. Here's our quick fix. These are two mega industries that are counterproductive with, you know, they actually feed into each other, but they're both counterproductive for you living into the person you want to be and having the life and health that you desire. And so this is so freeing. Because you begin to realize that you can enjoy food. It is not your enemy. It nourishes your body. And it does not have a hold over you. So I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) Um, I probably was impassioned enough for the last few minutes here. But I really, really cannot stress how important this act of mindful eating is. And um, I hope that you'll all try it. Hopefully last week you tried the intuitive eating. And then this week you can try some mindful eating and mix it together. There's a workbook I created that will be linked in the show notes. It's the same one from last week. And I also have multiple uh, posts about this on my blog that you can check out if you want to read more. Um, There may be a course sometime in the future. This is my real passion, and I've kind of been dabbling in the idea of starting an intuitive and mindful eating course, so stay tuned for that. If you have any questions at all about intuitive or mindful eating or things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, feel free to email me at nutritionhealthlifellc, all one word, at gmail.com. And please also leave a review of the podcast below. Um, I look forward to your feedback and it will help others find this podcast as well. Thank you all for joining me. I cannot wait to chat with you more next week. Take care and be well. Bye.
While I make every effort to broadcast correct information, I am still learning. The views expressed on this podcast are solely my own, based on extensive experience and research. The views of this podcast are not those of any organizations that I am currently or previously affiliated with. If you have any concerns about views or opinions expressed in this podcast, please contact me directly at lynn.stiff at nutritionhealthlife.com. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another, and I am simply presenting my views on how to use diet and lifestyle approaches to improve your health. By listening to this podcast, you agree to not use this podcast as medical advice or to treat any medical conditions that either yourself or others are experiencing. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Do not ignore or delay obtaining professional medical advice because of information accessed or otherwise obtained from or on behalf of Nutrition Health Life LLC or Lynn Stiff MD.